our first attempt was a flop because we went to a budget studio. There was this whole and era where every Cape Town vocalist, female, sounded like Celine Dion. So there's a lot of that thing going on. There was, you know, imitating and a lot of imitating and stuff. And yes, it gets you gigs because you sound good and you sound familiar. That video went on to MTV, International MTV. They played that. That song got playlisted around the world. Yeah, the Europeans seem to catch on to our music way more than, let's say, the Americans. A few of my long-lasting friendships always seem to involve the love, the shared love for music. My next guest not only enjoyed listening to music, but he also wrote and played his own music. Hi, Salam, Neil. How are you doing? Hello, hello, Siraj. How are you doing? Salam. Oh, good, brother. Jeez. I'm going to make us feel very old now, no? but we met 25 years ago when I was a sales rep for Voice of the Cape when they did the a Muslim radio, community radio station in the Cape Town, that when they did their special license for the month of Ramadan. And then I used to go and sell the, advert, uh, the, the radio ads. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, Akira Muhammad, then wrote the scripts for those uh, 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 jingles and voiced. And then you added your music um, to those uh, jingles. Do you remember all that? I remember all that like it was yesterday. But okay, so that's that's how we met. And then, um, but you were working at, you were also still, you were a, a, a frustrated musician that was working <laughs> nine to five in a bank, net bank to be exact. <laughs> yes, now I'm a frustrated musician. <laughs> so what's changed? <laughs> I just realized that, <laughs> especially now with the way COVID has affected things. But so, so all that's changed is my job or my career because I'm still frustrated. That part stays the same. I used to used to chill with your your acoustic guitar, and then you used to start play a few chords, and then you used to write shit down, and and I used to sit there going like. I was like in awe and you were like, are you cool with this? I mean, this is boring. And I'm like, I just continued. So right, so right. You remember that? Remember that cool process? And then through, through that process, you ended, you ended up with something, you ended up with this. Yeah. You still got that. <laughs> Where'd you find that? Bro, I don't, this is cold. Nobody else has it. So just, just talk us through, remember getting through that and then and then forming calamity jane so that's those are the days before gumtree before all of that and you must know we like now early 20s and stuff like that so it was cape ads that time <laughs> cape ads. but no wait i also did the august don't worry i did the august too and did paid advertising remember you had to pay for pay for it with your phone you, you you have to give your phone number to yeah, run, open the account like, Oh, and you know, I, and people are phoning at the bank and the woman on the switch. And, and you know, people don't read adverts. I clearly state my name, ask for me. I give the number and say, ask for, you know. And then they get to the receptionist and say, oh, I'm responding to an ad. So the receptionist obviously has a, there's a, a building of 50 to 100 people. I'm a machine. <laughs> 
Yo, finally they find out it's me and then I'm getting the third degree because like, why are you making the switchboard full? People are phoning him. <laughs> anyway, I cut the long story short. So yes, I, I, I did the advertising and I set up an audition day and I said like, this is what we want to do. If you want to, you know, if you want to rock up, rock up and we'll just go through, you know, things. So I had like 20 people rock up. I got one person out of the audition, but it was still worthwhile because I got the singer. Mandy. Yeah, what was the name? Mandy. Mandy. Uh, yeah, yeah. She came in. She was. Yeah, came in. She was totally. Uh, never done any training. Never done any sort of singing, but you know, and she just had this voice of an angel. And I was like, wow. And um, so yeah, so that that we got that from that. That's when I started yes. at Quebec, and then I used to come running around with video cameras with a political cord while you guys were rehearsing. So which band was that? And then I used to spoil... That's the same band. What was the peaks that you reached to that band? The first thing, we were a young band, inexperienced band, uh, a lot of people there. It was their first band. As I say, like even the singer, she had this most beautiful voice, but she hadn't done much singing. So... She didn't have that. Uh, there were a lot of, so I just want to set the scene. So we did very well for what it was. And uh, some of the things we, well, we recorded that demo. Uh, that was a highlight because we did quite a, we first did a, a, a recording and it was a flop, not from our side, but the studio was just, this is one of the major problems that you can have as a band is you don't really know a lot. And so you go into a studio, you see studio advertising, you see, you come across studios or people even recommend studios and you go there and they are already just, they, especially if they're budget studios and that studio was a budget studio and you don't kind of really realize at that time the difference between a budget studio and, you know, like a, a, a really good studio and even a middle of the road studio. And we were, our first attempt was a flop because we went to a budget studio. And so I was just like, well, this is not good enough. This is rubbish. Um, so we have to go do it again. So then we went to a really cool studio. So it was Sunset Recording Studios out in Stellenbosch. What happened was, I actually, you know, I've done it about this. So I got hold of nine CDs. I bought nine CDs nine the band nine yeah and i looked and i listened to the cd and i said these i don't know these two tracks i think it was sound so much better than the others and so i went to look at the sleeve 
And I saw, oh, okay, but these two tracks that I think sound nice were done at this Sunset Recording Studio. I mean, they like us, a Cape Town band, so they've got the same access to the same studios back then that we that we could have. So I saw this Sunset Recording Studio, that sounds good. So I got hold of them, I contacted Sunset, and then we went to do the, the same songs again. And she's the difference was like two different galaxies, honestly, chalk and cheese. Did this song get so, the radio play? So, yes, so you're talking about peaks. So we managed to record this, the, the, the demo again after the first disappointment. And we sent that demo in. And so Bar at that time, Barney Simon, he played some of it. Then from that uh, recording in, in, Sun, in, in, in Stellenbosch, one of the guys who was bringing out that time, he was bringing out a compilation every year of SA bands like South African bands. And I think it was, might have even been particularly more the Cape Town, Boiland area. And he put a compilation and he liked the songs. So he took the two songs and he put it on the compilation. So once it was on the compilation, it was a proper, you know, uh, commercial release. Mm. And so from that, managed to get, he managed or we managed or someone got it onto airplay. So one of the tracks got, got airplay, got playlisted and was, Went on to rotation on 5FM. And then we started doing various festivals because, you know, one door led to another. Uh, and we managed to do like Up the Creek. And I think it was called Vingedrock or something like that. That was out that way too in the boiler. So, yeah, got to play some festivals. And obviously, our gigs got fuller. So that was cool. And I started the lifestyle of a rock star. No, no, no. That, that. That was still that was still before then. That was that was that was still that was still while I had the, the corporate job. Job, yeah, yeah, I just remember that. And then this happened. Then, then, then a, a new what I, uh, um, what happened to I think the, the the your vocalist had to focus on a school or something, and then you were forced to go and start another band. Yeah, so basically Calamity Jane uh, disintegrated or, yeah, people started going their own way and blah, 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 blah. After, after a couple, you know, two, three, four years, I can't remember. And then, but the, the guitarist, the lead guitarist, he stayed with me, he stuck with me. And we had the, we had a drummer from Calamity Jane, but who wasn't the original drummer. So there were still like three of us. I was doing bass. There were three of us, and we just needed to find a new singer. Um, and then we totally sh basically became a new band because what we did was we went with a male vocalist. The Calamity Jane was a female vocalist. We went with a male vocalist, and we went more to the rock side and less of the pop. <laughs> cool video, by the way.
How was that, Bert? How did it make you feel watching that video? Do you know what? I actually, objectively, if I step outside of it and not be biased, that video is actually was ahead of its time for for our industry. How many years ago was that video made? That was made in 2000 and I would say 2002 or 2003. The album was released in 2002, and I imagine we made that video the same year. And the one thing that you had between the uh, Calamity Jane and, and Calvin McClain, the bands, is your lead vocalist were always so flipping tight, this, that unique voices. I, I mean, like this dude, I, I forget his name, but Mark. Mark, his vocals is brilliant. Yeah, he, he definitely got his own his own voice. You can hear. I, I mean, I, I do work with a lot of musicians all the time. And from a vocal point of view, sometimes it's hard to find a recording musician, like a recording vocalist, who doesn't sound... It could be one of a hundred people. Exactly. That's, that can be a problem. Yeah. So that, to have that unique voice is... Un, yeah, it, and especially... It's, it's like a, especially in the South African context, because what we do is when we listen to a new band, we go, oh, they sound like REM. They sound like so-and-so. We always go, they sound like, they sound like. But when you hear vocals, uh, a, a vocalist that sounds like this, then you go, wow, this is amazing. Because you, you, you've got nobody to compare to and you just go flip, this is such a cool track or this is such a cool band. I mean, there was this whole era where every Cape Town vocalist, female, sounded like Celine Dion. So there's a lot of that thing going on. There was, you know, imitating and a lot of imitating and stuff. And yes, it gets you gigs because you sound good and you sound familiar. But the point, the problem comes in, if you're a regional artist, it can work against you because it's kind of like a... Uh, this way and that way because on the one hand it helps you because people can relate to you quicker because you have a familiar sound but at the same time it works against you because then you just become run of the mill you sound like everybody else so uh, yeah it's a tricky balance so we were very we were very blessed to have with this band band, you started the rock style lifestyle because I remember going with you guys to the Acker in Stellenbosch and then we we parted in so many different places. And I'm like, no, I'm with him. <laughs> I'm with the but band. Some of the highlights for Calvin Klein. Um, well, as I said, you know, the band was actually my first band where it was so tight and everything just came together. The performance, the playing, the songs, the, the recordings, everything. And we had so much. People supported us so, so much. I'm not, not only the audience, people coming to watch the shows, but just venue owners, uh, studio owners, the, the, some people who were doing media things. Uh, so many people actually got on board. There was such this groundswell and this beautiful wave of support and encouragement. You yourself helped us out. Do you remember that? Um, and so we went on as a band to do all the major festivals in this country. Okay. We did all of them. We recorded an album. Out of that album, five of the songs got playlisted, okay? We got a video, that video that you played, we, we got that video done for all we had to pay for was the processing of the film. 
that rig, the catering, the actors, the the entire movie set was done at someone else's expense. Okay, that was it was a sponsored thing. Um, we that video went on to MTV, International MTV. They played that. That song got playlisted around the world, uh, Australia, USA, uh, some of the countries in Europe. They, the Europeans seem to catch on to our music way more than, let's say, the Americans. But in like places like Belgium and Denmark and these like oh, weird little, you know, things you wouldn't expect, took off there. A lot of people played it there. Uh, it, it was it was just phenomenal. And we got on to compilations. We played SABC two, SABC three, and we toured. We toured the country. We toured the country. We did. We we actually did the rock and roll lifestyle with that one. <laughs> So that was terrific. Like, well, what what do you see? Uh, what is the future? Because it's cra- it's crazy now with COVID. I mean, it's obvious how it's affecting you as a musician, not being able to to play. Okay, so um, obviously, as you say, uh, musicians were shut down, like tourism and stuff. So a lot of industries got shut right down. Um, so that's been a blessing in a way because I've had to find other forms of income and the one form of income that I did find, I'm actually going to keep doing even after all the music and everything comes back. Uh, I, it's it's actually great that I found that and I'm going to keep up with it. It's, it's felt like in the last 10 years or so, people have grown tired of, of the scene and stuff like that. And it can be for various reasons. But this might reinvigorate, you know, like a farmer lets his uh, land lie fallow, I think that's the word, every so many years, mm. um, give it a rest. So maybe that's what we needed too, you know, and we might find that things get even more vigorous now. It might be like inject some enthusiasm and life back into it. Looking back to the day you left uh, Nedbank, um, are you still happy with your decision or... Do you have any form of regret? Whoa. Do you know what? I My only regret is I didn't do it earlier. I didn't do it sooner. I should have done it sooner. Because uh, I would not have had the, the experiences and the life that I have had. Granted, I would have had a different life. But I'm very happy and satisfied with the one I got. And even the struggles and the ups and downs, you know, uh Dude, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for what if I'd stayed on that same thing. Nothing that what I've got is better or more superior. Or this is not an arrogance thing. It's just for me. I would have become. I don't like a. I don't know how you say. I'm suffocated. I was suffocating. You know what I mean? That's that's for me. For another person, that is wonderful. And. So it's definitely not an arrogance thing. Yeah, I'm not trying to say, <laughs> not at all. All I'm saying is, for me, that was a good decision. I don't regret it, and I'm glad. And I've had to sacrifice for it. Let's make no, let's make no bones about it. I've had to sacrifice for it, and I've had to go without because of that decision. But I have gained in other things. So yeah, that's my answer to that question. Cool, Matt. Thanks so much, Neil. Uh, really appreciate it. I know uh, I've been wanting to do this. Since I started my Siraj says, um, be able to chat to you, Oaks like you, creative Oaks, that allowed me into your world and, and, and I got to see things that I wouldn't have seen. And also, I'm also glad that you left the uh, Nedbank. Otherwise, 
mean, what would I have been invited to Net Bank corporate events? Would have been, wouldn't have been as fun as going to rock events, you know? So <laughs> I'm also glad you left Net Bank. But yeah, thanks so much. I uh, really appreciate your time, um, uh, uh, making time to do this chat with me. And yeah, thanks, but Cool. That's my pleasure. I'm falling down again I think it's all been one more time To make her real